Town, a 2000 pop punk and emo pop retrospective. I am as always Elaine, and with me, two other human beings. You want to share a coffin with me? I'm Sybil Arnett. And I'm Adam. We've got a new host. We have an Adam here. We haven't had an Adam in a while. How are you, Adam? How goes? How goes school? <laughs> have you, are, you, are you done with high school yet? I will be graduating university in a semester, thank you. So the answer is yes. <sighs> Don't worry, you can find a study buddy to fall in love with. I've seen enough anime to know how this works. God, I wish. What's the masculine form of Hoshiro Girl Drop? We need to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It is a fake anime and manga that was created as a cover for the fact that Pop Team Epic was returning. So there's this whole Magical Girl universe they did songs for and character designs, and then like five pages in, one of the characters rips off their face to reveal their pee-pee me. <laughs> oh, that's that is, beautiful. That, that, is, that is very good. That is, that is excellent. Uh, welcome to uh, Gotta Get Out of This Reading Order, a, a manga. Podcast. Oh, oh, we want to talk about reading again? I have more books. No, no, no. We're not we're we're not doing that again, Sybil. You are banned from reading books. <laughs> Damn, the gotta get out of this book club spin-off has been cancelled. Bummer. I still have to finish editing that episode. It, people who are listening to this will have already listened to th that episode that we're referring to, and will know that it's like three hours, probably two hours and a half after the edit, but it's long. It's, I was going to say, it's only going to be two and a half. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, it is 2.40 currently, and I've edited one hour 40 of footage. So it's probably going to be 2.30 in the end, but... Ellie, just think of yourself as Christine Nolan. You're bringing your epic to the masses. And you're making no compromises. I who? I was making a Christopher has, Nolan has joke. Christopher, yeah, has Christopher Nolan transitioned? Was uh, the was well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to call yeah. you Christopher Nolan. That would be rude. Yeah, fair enough. It's fine. Yeah, today we're talking about a record that I actually really, really enjoyed, which is the third um, Alkaline Trio LP, "Good Morning." As in more, not as not as in mourning, but as in mourning, as if someone has died and you're mourning them. It's a pan. It's, ha, ha, it, it's a very ha, uh, yeah, ha. it's a very damn pan. And a lot of artists have made it because tracking down this album by typing in "Good Morning" was like, oh, those people did it, and those people did it, and those people did it, and where the hell is Alkaline Trio? Yeah, but Alkaline Trio also did it. And I like Alkaline Trio. Their previous record was good. It this was. This record is also good. There's no... 
there's nothing as good as Private Eye on this record. Private Eye was like a banger of a song. But, it was. That's still, still pretty... Still pretty good. Um, so yeah, does anyone have anything to add? Any any random banter you want to contribute to, to the center? I got nothing. Oh, my random banter is coming. <laughs> Fear. Mm-hmm. Are, are you random bantering with your dick? No, not on a mic. Not unless you're paying. <laughs> you said that your random banter is coming, and like, what do I have to think about? Ellie, it's 2022. You're not into JOI or HFO. What? The Hardy Family Office? Oh, that stable oh. is dead. <laughs> Never mind. I guess that answers my question. So not much happens between From Here to Infirmary and the release of Good Morning. The main shakeup in Alkaline Trio's lineup is Mike Falumley being replaced by Derek Grant as drummer, marking the solidification of the Skiba-Adriano-Grant trio that makes up the band to this day. In a 2003 interview, Matt Skiba stated that Good Morning, quote, is pretty good. I mean, it took us a long time to do, and I think most of the people I talk to that make records and stuff, there's always stuff that you did better, maybe a little differently. I've never been able to avoid that, even with this. There's things that I wish I had done maybe a little differently, but that also comes with just listening to it and living with it for so long that, until it's done, you won't really hear things in that way until it's, like, too late, I guess. But I would say that for the most part I'm really happy with it, and it shows that he's better at writing lyrics than he is at forming coherent sentences during interviews. That's some Kamala Harris energy right there. (laughs) The album was produced by Joe McGrath and the architect of pop-punk Jerry Finn. Jerry Finn. Jerry, Jerry Finn. Finn. Jerry Finn. <laughs> uh, one of the least punk-looking humans ever, if you look yeah, at just, just look at, Yeah, just look at one of his photos on his Wikipedia. He looks like... He looks like he would be an extra in some, like, shot in Vancouver series that's shooting an episode that's like... They're walking in an office or something, right? He looks like a weaselly extra in a, in a, in a cheap TV series. My man looks like you tried to grow Ricky Gervais in a glass bottle and he fit his head to the shape of it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> That's too mean even for him. I'm I'm not comparing Jerry Finn to Ricky Gervais. That's mean. I'm just saying similar body type, but the head is very compressed. Very, very round head also. Yeah, they put him inside a flask and unfortunately it shattered at a certain point. <laughs> Anyhow. It was released through Vagrant Records, with uh, the only two singles released to promote it being We've Had Enough, which has a music video we will discuss, and All on Black, which almost had a music video with Marilyn Manson that we don't have to discuss, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And We've Had Enough charted at 38 in the U.S. Alternative Airplay chart, meaning this 
is our record to cover. Yeah, uh, I mean, this also charted in the most sold record and stuff, which is why we're covering, but good alternative play for the single, which is that they were having moderate success at the time. If you, they were probably weren't getting much MTV play, but if you were into punk, you, you, you knew about them. I haven't watched the video, by the way. We'll have to watch it while we watch, while we talk about the song. Oh, I can't wait for you to see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, this is it, basically. I've done a bit of research, but this is one of those records when they're like, yeah, and then they release Infirmary, and yeah, and then they release Good Morning, and then they move on. So there's not much that happens between Infirmary and Good Morning. The Good Morning is very much like a sequel to From Here to Infirmary. Although I would say that it's a bit more consistent of a record. I think I like it more than From Here to Infirmary as a whole. Um, yeah, let's start talking about it. This is a fun, punk, uh, sort of dark, gossy record. I also just have to issue one quick correction. Ellie, this is it was the Strokes, not Alkaline Trio. Boo. Boo. I say boo. (laughs) I am not saying boo And I found you tongue-tied My twisted little brain You couldn't crack a smile Catch your name, I don't blame you for walking away. Do the same if I saw me. I swear it's not contagious. And for short steps, we can erase this. Step one, slit my throat. Step two, blame my blood. What are we starting with? This could be love that I'm feeling. This could be love. Wrong, wrong, wrong song. Good, right, right title. Wrong song. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Oh, it's not Warren. No, no, it's never Warren. There's a lot of tracks on this album that sound like they're going to be covers of different bands, and none of them are surprisingly. No, it has a very consistent like '90s punk style, like. This is, there's there's definitely, like, influences with the pop punk of the time, but this is a lot more 90s in that it's a lot less uh, bright and sunshiny. Uh, This does remind me of, like, Green Day and Bad Religion for a lot of it. Oh, see, I thought they have a Blink-182 phase in the back half. They do, but they still maintain that kind of, like, they're still, like, more punk, I feel, than Blink-182. Like, at least, like, in the sound or less polished, I think the production on this record is excellent. It's good midway between, like, it's just, it's produced just enough to make it, like, palatable, to make it, like, radio-friendly, but it it sounds also sort of rough. Uh, Just rough enough to to give it, like, a cool mood. There are a couple of, like, Blink-ish songs, I would agree, but a lot of this reminds me, you know, of uh, Bad Religion, especially for Skiba's vocal, which are just awesome, like, aged punk kind of vocals, even though I think it was, like, still in his 20 at this time, but it just has that aged punk voice that I love, um, and just the tone, which is a lot darker than what you would get at the time. Uh, yeah, by this point in time, Skiba would have been in his mid-20s. Mm-hmm. 
And yet, like, his voice is like, his voice sounds like he's fucking 40 and has been, like, singing punk for, uh, you know, 20 years at this point. You've got to give him that. He's got uh, a range and a depth to his voice that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Especially given that all of them look like they are three mooks who would get mowed over in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. True, 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 true. true. No, yeah, I really dig him as a vocalist, and um, this first song is really good. It starts with, like, dark minor chords, and, like, Skiba Lopich voice, it's just like it creates this darkness, and then it just goes into this major chord chorus, this, like, major chord pop chorus, which is very good. It's, like, very fun, um, and has, like, has, like, this very evocatively dark lyrics. I haven't looked at the lyric closely, Oh, but they all have a. I I've looked at the vibes of the lyric. I haven't like gone into full analysis because I know we have Sybil and uh, Adam here to do that. Um, but I do like the vibes of the the lyrics, like step one, uh, all of the shit, like step one, slit my throat, step two, play in my blood, especially sang in that like sing alongy major chord chorus is fun. So. There's a, there's a counter I have on this record, which is, A, we're going to do the pop-punk body count again, because there's one on practically every track. I mean, this is all body count. This is like my chemical romance levels of body count. It's just all body count. But the second one, and the one that I find unique to Alkaline Trio, is that so many times there is not just a body count. There is a coffin count. The coffin is key to this record. Look, they have their imagery, they like fire, they like coffins, they like blood. Okay, so the first stanza of this song is, I've got a book of matches, I've got a can of kerosene, I've got some bad ideas involving you and me. And for the for, for one, hearing it sung, I instantly thought of Big Black, which is a giant strike against the band because this is not Big Black. Although it is good. And second, seeing it laid out here as I have the lyrics in front of me, I can not help but read that opening part in the same mental cadence as I've got a golden ticket. Da, 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 da. It just sounds very upbeat and poppy. I've got some bad I mean, ideas involving you and me. I don't know. I, I actually don't know what that is, but... It's from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, I have never watched a movie. Yeah, the musical version has, uh, he's running through the streets singing about he's got one of the famous golden tickets, and it's just this happy song full of child's whimsy. I think I've watched the Tim Burton version once, but my brain just erased it. I don't think it was very good. I mean, that's super valid. I'm Christopher Lee, and you paid me to do this. Anyway. No, I, I enjoy this. This was a very good start to the record. Uh, the bit that lost me is the chorus with the step one instructions and all that. They change into a more whimsical sound for a second while they're listing that off. And it's like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah, there's like this sudden major chord chorus, which is weird because the whole so the, the rest of the song is like, dark and in minor chords and it's like it's building up this darkness and then you just go into this pop chorus which i get it i get it where it could be unpalatable but i don't know i think it's i fun. 
did not like this song. Oh no. So much so that I skipped it on my first two listens to the album. <laughs> oh god, what what did you not like about this? It just nothing about it to me is worth listening to. Okay, that's some harsh words. Alright, we need to talk about the fact that this is a definite genius said it best album. Because there is an annotation on this song which is longer than the entire lyrics of the song. Which one? I have not looked at Genius at all because now Spotify gives me music lyrics. Um, so I can not look at Genius. So I will be surprised by this annotation. Please hit us with it, Sable. I'm not reading this whole thing because it is a small high school essay's worth of length. But I will pick out some definite you're reaching bro bits from this. I do believe, based on the recurring line, I don't blame you for walking away, that the narrator may have attempted to approach this woman once, and she ignored him. This is one aspect that I find fascinating and insightful about this song. Rather than coming across as a two-dimensional, uninspired attempt to shock the listener, it's an investigation of the psychological makeup of potentially dangerous men like the narrator. It suggests the humiliation of his bumbling, failed attempt to start a conversation with a woman in whom he was interested, when combined with whatever biological and circumstantial difficulties he faces on a daily basis, may be a significant factor in the aberrant behavior of such people, i.e. those who suffer from uncontrollable thoughts about violent sexual acts. However, it is important to remember that ultimately, he doesn't want this woman to kill and dismember him for some altruistic reason, wanting to both help her and the rest of the world's women of a menace such as himself. He is always, first and foremost, attempting to fulfill his desires. He wants this specific woman, someone with whom he has no connection or personal history, to murder him because of the immense thrill he will get from it. His self-loathing is such a strong feature of his personality that Skiba saw fit to make it the focus of the song's chorus, comprised of step-by-step instructions meant to help the woman erase this behavior. Step one, slip my throat. Step two, play in my blood, etc. I am pretty sure he was just writing creepy things. (laughs) I want you to realize there are another five paragraphs of that. Yeah, I, I, I... Do you know what? For once, I don't think this person is correct. I felt it needed to be talked about, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, that's impressive. But, I don't know. I, li- I like this song. Um, well, is there any significance to the specific places they mention? Like, they mentioned the uh, Berkeley Marina, Lake Michigan, and Edgebrook Creek. Can the American uh, give me any cultural significance that they might have in this song? Uh, they are based on different places that Skiba lived through his life. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's okay. really no connection other than the band. Fair enough. I like this song. This is uh, creepy and fun. And uh, yeah, this is like a very dark album, but that's uh, it reminds me of AFI, right? Where it's very... It's dark, but in a way that's very self-conscious and like trying to be like... Trying to like, oh, how can I, how can we make this darker? How can we be edgier in a very playful way? And I appreciate it. And it's helped by the, you know, the fun chorus and so on. I don't think it's as polished as an AFI, but I think there's a lot of shared DNA. And I believe that's why overall I enjoyed the record. Mm-hmm. I feel the, um, and this will come up later. I feel where AFI is a lot more gothic. This is almost like noir punk. 
like the trope that they use are very much more like in like a, you know a Tarantino thing or a crime thriller kind of thing. There's less you know ravens and there's more just like creepy bloodshed. That explains why I like AFI, but not this. <laughs> that that is completely fine. See, I was thinking this is gothic butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> The darkness where the angels cry Give us water, give us back our eyes Our beds this concrete floor And it's all we have left to live for a day We'll never face, we're only Second and it's sick and lonely Fighting back the tears And every year to bend go both And then we move on to the first single, which is We've Had Enough. While we go on about this, you should really watch the video in the background, Ellie. I, I, I will. I will. So, this one kicks off, and this is where we get a little more gothy. I actually did not recognize it. I've heard this. This was a single with radio airplay. But until the chorus kicked in, I was going, huh, this is different. And uh, there is, all right, the non-chorus parts of this song are very, yeah, no, we're going to take care of this. I'm going to bury my past. I know what we're going to do. I know how we're going to make our lives matter. And so it comes off very Edgar Allan Poe up to the point where suddenly the band just starts screaming, oh, no. It turns out modern music sucks. That's the whole point of this song. We're gonna be a little bit chipper. Fuck all these DJs. <laughs> it's such a twist. Yeah. Okay, so this video is just paranormal activity, right? Uh, at least jump to the last minute. But yeah, no. The entirety of this song is just, hey, you know what? Music isn't punk enough anymore, man. You listen to things like a poser on the radio. Look, every band needs a modern radio sax song. I mean, Jimmy Edward did it. Everyone does it. Uh, and by the standards of radio sax song, I enjoy this. Oh, the, there's a murderous child in the video. Yeah, he's possessed by the fat guy. Is digging something? I think he's back in the game. <laughs> Oh, that's a good ending for the video. They, they just dig up a skeleton. I always like it when there's skeletons. My favorite part of that is that he's using a pickaxe, and somehow he's precise enough to not shatter any bones in concrete. Talent. That is, in fact, impressive. I, I guess that's what you get when you're a ghost. Or John Wick. This is baby John Wick. <laughs> baby ghost John Wick. So yeah, this one is... I think this would be an okay single, but the video pushed it over the edge into full camp for me. Yeah, no, they they will push that camp aspect further and further. I think musically this is still, like, balanced enough for me to enjoy it. It also helps that, like, the very dramatic lyrics, again, are sung by someone with the voice of a... Basically, a forty-year-old. Like I feel the same lyrics if they were sung by like Jared Way, they would be a lot more cheesy. 
But uh, Batskiba sells them very well because he sounds like he's like 50 and he's been in a band for like 40 years and his voice is shot. Which is, it's, it's good. Uh, I'm saying it as a good thing. That's like a great vocal sound. Which sells the lyrics a lot more, even they're, if they're a bit overdramatic, if they're a bit cheesy, if they're a bit playful. But I really like the song. The Just the guitar on the song, I love. It has the drolling intro, which is like sort of Western sounding almost. which is super dramatic. Um, and uh, the major chord, like, again, they go into their major chord, the pop punk choruses, which is fine. It's fun. Um, but yeah, those riffs, those guitar riffs on the songs are great. Uh, just really good guitar throughout on this one. Uh, and I like, I don't, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm a fucking hipster at heart. I always like the, the Radio Sax songs. Oh yeah, you're the rock chick we found out last week. I, I am, I am the rock chick. I am the mathlet rock chick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. You love Jesus. But I don't paint my hair, mostly because my hair sucks, it's very fragile, uh, and it's curly, it's really difficult to get, like, a good color on curly hair. Uh, anyhow, yeah, like, I do always love the, like, fuck the mainstream songs, and um, I I think Skiba has good songwriting throughout and does it well. Hain dotting in the hair wave, in the despair we feel, is, like, a killer line, I really like that line. I think that's like really good songwriting. And this works. This works as a angsty fuck the mainstream song. But the chorus doesn't match the rest of the track. It does not. I know, it does not, but what you gonna do? That's that's pop punk for you. I mean I would love them to do a full on like goth kind of thing, but they don't. They want to do sort of like a playful fun pop punk thing. It's just like it's like they swapped in part of another song because something broke on the recording. It's like, yeah, it's only a matter of time before it catches up. I found a way to get even with my enemies. Hey, this radio sucks. Somebody put some misfits on now. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of? You know, when you're like, well, Ellie might not, but... So when you're, like, driving places in California and, like, the radio starts, like, cutting out and, like, fading in between channels. So, like, one second you're listening to one song and then the next second it's, like, different song. Mm-hmm. Yes, this I do. This is that. Yeah, come on, this is awesome. Like, like what, what is that? Uh, fighting back the tears and the urge to Van Gogh both our ears. That's, like, awesome. That's so edgy. I love it. <laughs> It is, yeah. It's the only time that the non-chorus stuff starts mixing with the actual radio complaints. It's funny. True, true, true. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy like this record. I think part of why I really enjoy this record the the sound is just very consistent. Like the production and the sound and um, how the instruments sound. It's like this is just solid. Like the Jerry Finn. I don't think everything that Jerry Finn produces is gold. I think. We've talked about Jerry Finn produced records that are sort of crap. Um, but he nails the production on this. Like, this just sounds amazing all the way through. And it has very consistent songwriting, at least melodically, I feel. Uh, I re- and, and again, like, even when they don't make sense, like in this m- moment here, I think the Matt Skiba lyrics have 
a vibe, a vibe that is really cool and really unlike many other things that were going on at the time. Like, you can compare it to AFI, but this is a lot, again, more noir than AFI. And then there's nothing else that's like this that we've listened to so far. Also, to be fair, uh, Jerry Finn also does production for AFI, so similar stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jerry Finn produced for everyone. <laughs> Jerry Finn was a pop punk whore. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I like this. I'm, I'm gonna once again be the only one defending this record, which I think was sort of like this with the first Alkaline Trio thing I, that we did. I'm enjoying this record. There's a couple of songs I don't like. I just think this one is a little uneven because of the chorus. That's it. Okay. And now let's go to the next one, where I can start saying that I also have some little problems with this record. 100 Stories. You're in the next room sleeping and I'm shouting out a song for you I shouldn't wake you over the furnace But I should swear to someone you have loved your rainbow So dream a good one tonight I listen to the bad ones when they come Get up in my ear till I hear every word Every turn, every tongue I will tighten my grip no one could tell even if I fell 100 stories straight down, down, down. No one could tell even if I fell 100 stories down. I was getting bored with hurting my I will walk 100 stories and I will walk 100 more. No? I actually thought this was going to be very Arabian Nights when I heard the name, not Oops, it's a skyscraper. Yeah, it's another it's another pun. It's like it starts by using stories like you mentioned as one hundred stories, but then it's like, no, it's actually a skyscraper. It's stories as in the American word mm-hmm. of floors. Um So this is a this is a Dan Adriano song, like this is sung by Dan Adriano, and I very much feel like you could cut all of the Dan Adriano songs. I think he's a very talented like songwriter and musician. I did actually listen to some of his solo stuff. It's good. It's a good pop punk writer. He's a very talented individual. I don't think that if in your band you have Matt Skiba, you should let anyone else do the lead singing part at any point, because it's just a step down vocally. It's just flatter and not as, uh, you know, grizzled and uh, awesome sounding as Matskiba. This is not a bad song, but it's definitely, I think, not as good as the previous two. I was just going to say that this was the first song on the album where I was like, oh, okay, I actually like this. Oh no, we disagree. (laughs) But I will point out. I cannot tell the difference between vocalists. I would not have noticed if you had said anything. Oh, you have not noticed that there are two vocalists? I think you should give it nope. a second listen, because it's very clear once you figure it out. I am doing that as we speak. Okay. Um, like this one better, but can't really tell. I picked up on the second vocalist because this track immediately had me writing, This sounds like Kings of Leon. Really? What? How? Oh, you fell off a building. 
okay, but this doesn't. It may have some lyrical similarities, but I don't think this sounds like King of Leons. That's what I thought the that's what I thought the vocalist sounded like. Yeah. Okay. The swap instantly made me start thinking of Kings of Leon. Fascinating. <laughs> I'm confused, but I'll let you continue. Now this this was a pretty solid one. A decent chorus. We have maybe a death in it. We're also getting very gothic. There's vampires. There's hell. It might just be a metaphor this time might just be threats this time. But the big thing is that we wrap from this with a way too long outro. This is one of the longest tracks on there, but all the vocals are basically done by three minutes. It's just 40 seconds of noodling and fading vocals. Yeah, I do like some of the lyrics. Like, uh, no one could tell even if I felt a hundred stories down. I was getting bored with hurting myself. If you fall down enough, well, soon enough, you will find hell. It can't be as pretty as we hope it could be. It's not even warm here, not even 10 degrees. And it's fun lyrics, fun goth, self-floating lyrics. Um, what I find really interesting is that this song, the scansion on the re- lyrics is super weird. Not in a way that makes the song awkward, but in a way that if you're trying to sing along to it, it's very hard because they... It's, there's just like a lot of awkwardness in how the lines are um, synced to the music. And I think it's a cool effect. Again, I think it's uh, deliberate. It's, it's very worthy and they put the worthiness in like shorter kind of uh, melodies. And I think it gives it a cool effect, but it's just like really difficult to sing along, which is if you're making a pop punk record, that's a mistake, I feel. <laughs> I like this. If you're making a pop punk record, it's a mistake. Ellie, 2022. The shortest breath of your young life A long walk home on Friday night You made one last stop at the store so Then we go to uh, the Continental Breakfast Which, once again, John Wick <laughs> Why John Wick? Because that was the name of the hotel, the Continental Oh, I was just thinking the Key and Peel sketch it's all connected to John Wick somehow. I mean, they do have a very John Wick look. Come on. Ever since that kid dug up the case. We did mention that it is sort of like noir punk. I actually have never watched uh, anything except the first John Wick. I haven't watched the sequels. You can stop with the first. I haven't watched any of them. Oh, the first John Wick is fun. Do you like action movies? I don't like movies. Oh, then you should probably avoid John Wick. Yes. (laughs) It is sadly a movie. I will also say that um, for you, Ellie, you can avoid the second two John Wicks unless you really feel that John Wick didn't have enough lore. What if you decided by the end of the second film 
that we needed to have ancient rules of assassin society that Wick broke, and the third movie is the entire world hunting him down while he tries to kill a council of assassins that runs everything. Okay, that sounds like fun in a damn way. <laughs> that sounds like an Assassin's Creed game. You're not wrong. Anyway, now that we have the episode title of John Wick's Fast Travel Adventures, let's talk about Continental. Yeah, you had nine lives and one by one you chewed them up. That's a great lyric. And this is yet another coffin. We're driving those nails. Your final coffin nails been driven far too much. This won't take long, you said. I'm going. I'm not going far. Go wait in the car. Again, very, <laughs> very noir punk. I like it. I liked this one. Yeah, solid song. Again, ski bass back on the vocal. Sounding like he smoked for like 50 years. Um... <laughs> It's about drugs. It's about drugs and going to die alone to drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah. Fun. Fun times. I mean, everyone's got to do it eventually. Drugs? <laughs> no, no dying. dying alone. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were all just, like, doing heroin without me, and it's like, well, shit. <laughs> Don't worry, Sybil. If we ever do heroin, we'll call you. Cool. I want to be in on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there's a good understated, like, dark tune. There's less of a pop chorus than another song, which I enjoy. Uh, there is an extremely anime change from minor chord to major chord to minor chord again at some point. I think it's, like, near the bridge. Uh, I don't remember, I haven't noted exactly where, but there's just, like, a specific moment that is, like, anime opening. There is a, a very anime opening chord progression at some point, uh, which... Every record, every every pop punk record has an anime opening moment, so that's not say to say much. Um, and now I'm crying about golf again. Thanks. You're crying about golf? Yeah, you didn't watch Birdie Wing. No, I no. don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it was the no. lesbian golf anime sensation from this last year. Oh. Sure. Why not? Yeah, I've been under a rock. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes you have to just drive it straight with a rainbow bullet. I, I am currently <laughs> watching one episode a day of uh, Little Witch Academia while I take my meds, because I need something to watch while I take my meds. Mm. I'm on episode two. It's basically Harry Potter, but less transphobic. I don't think we've recorded since I really started upping my meds. So yeah, I don't know if it came up on this show that my standard for whenever I need to do an injection is just throw on loud screaming anime girl punk. Sure, why not? Hey, wait! <laughs> I just realized the ultimate bonus album we should cover. Oh. Okay. Punkole, which is voice actresses from Japanese anime covering a bunch of famous punk and alt rock songs. Yeah, that sounds fun. Like Western songs? Yeah. Oh god, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, uh, Punkole Voice Actresses Legendary Punk Songs Collection with Sex and Violence, Basket Case, Pretty Fly for a White Guy, Anarchy in the UK, God Save the Queen, Blitzkrieg Bop. It ends with Smells Like Teen Spirit. Look, I'll cover anything where uh, anime voice actor cover off springs, sure. Yeah, I'm down. It's on Spotify. You have no excuse. <laughs> Look over these tracks. It's not available in my country. Oh, well, I'll find it for you. I have the album. I can rip it. 
I bought this when I saw it in a store years ago, and I was like, that can't be. This does sound as bad as it thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing women who do not speak English try to sing the Offspring or the Ramones or Iggy Pop lyrics is great. Guess what? Someone's dead again immediately. I mean, yes, it's goth. Everyone is dead. We're all dead inside. That is the standard condition of life. Uh, this is the most AFI song. It's a punk ballad, uh, mm -hmm. which is fully, again, fully dark, fully minor chord, but ends with a major chord like Coda, which is cool. Uh, they do have they do have to have their little pop moment, but I think that it's cool that this is not the chorus, it's just at the end. You just have this burst of uh, twinkly shiningness at the end. Um, I don't know. This song makes me feel that I, I, I see them as very ahead of their time. Like it feels on, on in um. Of course, they're taking from Blink. They're taking from uh, the bands of the time, from Green Day. They're also taking a lot from Green Day. And on one hand, they're very with a foot in the 90s. A lot of this sounds like pop punk, but through the through the 90s pop punk sort of lens too, especially because of that darkness that can remind you of bad religion. But also like when you listen to like modern emo bands or stuff that came out a lot later, like, you know, the Menzingers or um, even the Wonder Years, like you, those bands were also influenced by, you know, Blink and shit, of course, that Blink, like, cursed us for for decades. Everyone is inspired by Blink. But, like, it's difficult not to think about this shit, right? When you listen to, like, this modern, more modern, more emo kind of bands. Uh, a lot of, like, the... This is still... Like, a lot of, like, we're doing pop-punk tunes. Like, we're doing Blink pop-punk tunes, but with a lot more darkness, with a lot more angst. Of course, Alkaline Trio goes in a very exaggerated direction while those other bands will go in a more you know relatable millennial direction but there is like I, I i do see this darkness as be like this darkness applied to this kind of music as sort of ahead of its time weirdly enough i think everyone loves alkaline trio they're not an unsuccessful band i mean matskiba is now singing in blink and being really bad in it because it's not it's, his art is clearly not in it the the new blink stuff is not great Really? Uh, I like Matt Skiba. It, it just it doesn't fit with Blink. I don't think his vocals really fit. So you're saying that you're not feeling this. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We've reached the point where I can make Blink-182 jokes. Yeah. This is a sad day. This is a sad, sad day. We mourned the, the old Sybil who didn't know who Blink was. The old Sybil didn't know she was Sybil either. True. <laughs> Wait, did, did, did pop punk your transition? 
No, being with... locked in doors for a while did that, but still. It's official. Uh, Pop Punk will make you a girl. Um, Or not a girl. Where are we saying? Oh, I, I, I just think, like, ironically, I feel Alkaline 2 would have been a lot more successful if this record released, like, five years later. Just because I think... Um, in the 2010, the public was a lot more primed into hearing catchy things that are also sort of dark. Um, but then again, you had My Chemical Romance starting to come up during this era and stuff. But I I think sound-wise, this reminds me a lot of what a lot of later bands will do with pop-punk. And uh, I think they were a bit ahead of their time in just being like the sort of like mix of uh, poppiness and like darkness. Not only in the lyrics, but also in how the songs are structured. Mm-hmm. I will also point out, I did look up what Alkaline Trio are doing in 2010, and... I think they, they just have keep go- making music, right? They do. That's the first album they do after leaving Epic Records, which is called This Addiction, and they go back to their punk roots. Uh, yeah, I've listened to a bunch of modern stuff. They still sound like Arkaline Trio. They're a bit less into the, the goth stuff nowadays, but like... Mm-hmm. They're one of the bands which I feel they're just doing their thing, and they're happy about it, and I can respect it. I will say, there is a great genius annotation we're going to have to get to that I have to save for last. But for now, I want to talk about how this is, yeah, one of the gothiest tracks on here. And it's pretty good to me up until the final chunk. See, I think the metaphor falls apart when we get to I'm pleased as piss to say and also talking about, yeah, I'll soon be sleeping around as soon as I leave town. Oh, come on. That's just... You can stab someone. You can watch them die. You can do weird ritual shit with the body while they their organs shut down. But making the last thing they hear, hey, guess what? I'm fucking your sister when I leave. As the last <laughs> thing someone hears is like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> That's pretty harsh. Ah, what you gonna do? Now, that said, there is a annotation for I put it all at back of my mind where I hold you. I'm just trying to keep track how far back it really goes. Genius annotation. This could just be because I'm a drug addict, as and yes, spelled like the roof of the house. But putting it all on black would be counting on heroin to take away his thoughts and memories. We're trying to keep track, as in the track marks on your arm when you see how far back it really goes. Well, that's what he's trying to forget by using heroin. Hmm. Okay. All right, did then. He, okay. Did he, was, that one did he switch laugh. heroin for cocaine when writing this comment? Also, there are five comments saying, This has nothing to do with heroin. Please stop projecting. What is this? <laughs> The rare clapback on Genius. You don't get many of these. Yeah. So I thought that whole mini saga needed to be brought up. No, I I think this is the most AFI the album goes up until I'm pleased as piss. It's like, oh, you. Just like we were talking about the other night, Ellie, sometimes piss shows up out of nowhere and then all the fun's gone. (sighs) Ain't that a truth? What is the next song? Emma. By the way, what, uh, Adam, any thoughts on this? Uh, I liked this one, possibly because okay. it sounds like AFI. <laughs> that, that is a fair reason to like someone, something. 
This is a this is a very good song, very dotsy. This sounds like a bad religion song. That's my only note on this. See, this is one of the ones that I thought was a uh, test run for that blink job. Mm, okay. Surf rock, but speedy. This really energized me after the last one. And this is a string of quick tracks kicks off here. Yeah, but this to me sounds like a lot like, you know, old punk. Like, this doesn't sound like the polished blink thing. This sounds like it's probably like... Like the like it's very like nineties punk, which to me gives it like sort of a bad religion vibe. I suppose I'm flipping through the track a little, but I just thought the speedy surf rock aesthetic to the guitar on this one, which is very different from most of the rest of the album. Oh yeah, yeah, like this is again, it's very particular on this record. It's a lot more punk than a lot of the things on this record. Anyhow, this is yet another death song, but no coffin. We are instead getting one wooden stake through the heart and two Vicodin. Good way to go, to be honest. I would take the silver bullet. Uh, According to a quote that supposedly came from a tour in the 2010s, this is the sole Alkaline Trio song recorded that features Andriano's singing lyrics written by Skiba. And Skiba said, this is not about Dan's dog. That was a joke I made because he named his dog Emma. The song is named after somebody I went to school with, but is not about that person. And he got a weird complex where he thought that she was being abused by one of the teachers. And then when he tried to do something with this, she humiliated him publicly going, what the fuck is wrong with you? No. Huh, that's fucked up. So... You went out with a bang when you took all my dreams underground. Eh, has a whole different thing when you realize it's just like, oh, oh, I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, that's like a fucked up situation. Uh, the song is good. Probably one of the best Dan Adriana songs. Um, I don't know. It's not Muskiba. <laughs> that's what I think every time. I feel the, the thing about this record, even at 40 minutes, it does feel a bit long, and I feel the solution is to just cut all of the Dan Adriano songs, because he, he's just not as good as Kiba, as a vocalist, at least. Yeah, I can see it. It's alright. It's not the best song on the album. I don't hear from you no more, but I get the message. You crashed your car through my front door, I pulled you from the wreckage. You told me that you missed me. Okay, I'll just my I won't say one word, I'll keep my 
like, we're going to do Fatally Yours. Which is like, I, I like the title. Fatally Yours is like a very, it's a very alkaline trio title. Uh, it comes off well in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be a clunky one in reading, but no, the performance sells it. And I was actually going, oh, that's a title drop. Oh, this actually flows. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is uh, a faster song. This is one uh, after the previous very punk song. This is another very punk song. Uh, I do see this as being very blank, very Green Day, you know, very 90s Green Day. It's just like this fast guitar driven song, which again, love myself the Matt Skiba vocals. And this is very fast and hits well flows well at this point in the record that this is the point in the record where you appreciate something like really fast and energetic it's cool i like to think of it as a song of the summer given that someone's crashing cars and setting people on fire talking about the grill in the hood yeah barbecue mm-hmm. human barbecue sort of. so yeah there you go song of the summer 2004 alkaline trios fatally yours guess what now your genie's wish is killing too yeah. More body count. Yeah, like three body counts on this song by itself. Yep. Why not? It is kind of summery, yeah. Your hosts are fatally yours, everyone. <laughs> I, 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 I love fatally yours. It's like, again, a lot of this doesn't have to be taken super seriously, I think. I think I, I do really enjoy the tone of this record, where it's trying to be not even shocking, it's trying to be just very edgy. Um... But in a very endearing way, um, I don't know. I think this is, it's fun. It's like, it's it's very dark and it's very goth, but in a way that's like just sort of fun and playful. And I always appreciate the stuff. Like, like you know, like we had with ASI, which were very... Although I feel, and this is just my impression, I feel that if, I feel that if you asked... Alkaline Trio about their lyrics, and if you asked about AFI about the lyrics, Alkaline Trio seem more self-aware. Like, I feel like the guy from AFI really believes those lyrics are deep and, uh, you know, soulful. Uh, well, I think the guy from Alkaline Trio is probably more in on the joke, on, like, this is sort of just shock noir schlock. That's just the vibe that I get from them. I don't have any interviews to confirm that. There was nothing that I could find about this track, so... Hard to tell. I know it's dark here. You know that I'm scared too. For some reason right now. Of everything but you. Right now you're all that. Now, can we talk about the track that made me the most nervous before I got to it? Okay. Uh, every tag needs a lady. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a cover of Ja Rule. <laughs> it's not. Thank goodness it's not. It's not. I don't actually have any notes on this, but... I also don't know why it has that title. Yeah. We are this moving is... into the era of Fallout Boy, where you, your titles don't have to make sense. You can have, like, a really sad song about a breakup, 
uh, and call it We're out of sausages in the fridge, I am the best rockstar ever. Titles don't have to make sense anymore. Titles have never needed to make sense. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, yeah, I'm a prog rock fan, I get it. But nothing about this tracks with the... If this was not a thing that I could confirm on multiple websites and on multiple uploads of this album and cross-check, I would have thought this was something that somebody did as a joke when they were tagging this to upload it to a use group. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd title. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how most, uh, most songs of uh, Alkaline Trio have the same chorus, sort of. It's like... Guitar, the guitar goes da 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 and stops for a second, and then the tempo slows, and you have like a melodic melody for like 30 seconds, and then you go back into the fast or dark um, verse. But again, it's a. Uh, once you start noticing, you realize that all of these like, choruses are really good, but they're the same songwriting trick applied over and over. They all like slow down the tempo, they all have this little guitar break before that. But you know, I like the I like I like I like that some some writing trick. It works on me. I think it's very aesthetically appealing. I don't work here. This is a fine song. It's very weird because this is a love ballad. Mm-hmm. There's nothing negative here. There's no body count, no coffins, no nothing. It's just hey, I'm happy to be with you. Like it's also like I'm scared to lose you song, but yeah, it's not goth at all. Yeah, no, it feels like it came out of some other project entirely. It really does. It does feel like one of the Dan Adriano like solo projects. It, to be honest, yeah, uh, he released the record this year. It's fine. It's not great. It's not bad. It's a fine record. Ellie, whenever the best thing you can say about something is, it's fine, that probably means I would savage it. Ah, I listened to it. I enjoyed it. I don't think I will listen to it again. That's my take on the new Dan Adriano record. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Anyhow, next up is Blue Carolina. Mm-hmm. Another Dan Adriano song? Maybe the best Dan Adriano song on this record. This is where I stopped being able to tell what any of these songs were about unless I had the lyrics open. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're about vibes. Sybil, it's about vibes. It was not helped by the fact that directly before this began, I got an ad that was just using the time warp from Rocky Horror, and it really threw my vibes off. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a little, uh, strange. Really, really fun guitars on this one. I don't care for a lot of the other stuff in the song, but, uh, really good rock guitar. They, they create a the, great mood. The chugging bass was sort of like the plinky acoustic on the last one, making me go, what the? Oh, but it's fun. Like, this is the hardest song compared with the other song on the record. Like, it almost goes, like, alt-rock. That's fun. 
I liked this one. This is the most butt that the album gets. And that's why. And it's like, oh, huh. All right. But yeah, this is another summer track where it's like, boy, a lot of sun. Keep getting summertime. Sun, sun, love, sun. Hug me in a bed. I mean, it's the, it's the contrast, right? All of the all of the Matskiba songs are very about blood and coffins and that. And then you have Dan Adriano some, uh, every couple of songs coming in being like, I like the sun and um, and I like my girlfriend um, and I'm happy. Guess which one of us is happily married? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Honestly... I think that they aren't doing the whole dark and blood thing very well. So the songs that aren't about that, I like quite a bit better. That's a fair take. I, I do enjoy Matskiba some writing, but it's really fun. It's like, oh, blood and coffins and I will slit my wrist and summon a demon. Okay, I I I, I, I like grilling. When it's summer outside, oh yes, grilling with blood and killing people. Ah uh, yes, no. human meat patties. Sus- no, no, it can it can just be corn. <laughs> we can just grill corn. <laughs> blood sausages. All right, you know what? You know what, Matt? There's your compromise. There's your compromise. <laughs> they should have, they missed the point. They should have had a sitcom, like uh oh. Oh, I just had a horrible idea of how to make this curse. Every thug needs a lady should have been a skit. No, 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 no. No skits. No skits, Sybil. No skits. Speaking of things that sound like they're a skit, Donner Party all night. Okay, are you aware of what the Donner Party is, Ellie? No. <laughs> All right. The Donner Party. You, why do you expect me to be aware of anything? Well, I know that I only know I only know about video games. <laughs> well, this was kind of the Oregon Trail, but I know that Adam and I are going to know it because we live in California, which is basically where this whole sordid saga ended. So, the Donner Party, if you're unaware, were a series of pioneers who headed west made some very poor decisions on what they were going to do with route and time of year and their dwindling supplies. And instead of turning back or waiting out in an area like some might have, they tried to cross some of the most brutal mountains in the West during the winter, got lost, and ended up mostly starving to death and or eating one another to survive, the few who did. Uh, making bad decisions and then eating one another, that sounds just like most trans women I know. I have definitely seen about a five twines about that, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. 
But yeah, it puts the chorus in a whole different thing when you suddenly realize as we quietly died in the snow, a place we'll never leave, a place we'd never want to call home, a place we'll call a final resting place in pieces. No, no, that's literally the story of 90% of this caravan. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, 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 it's a way more literal song than I figured, but you know, mm-hmm. good shit. <laughs> it's a good punk song with a very, again, alkaline trio chorus where the guitar goes ba-da-ba-da-ba and then the melody slows down and the tempo slows down and then it goes fast again. Um, yeah, th- this is one of those cursed records when you're like, I like it, but I don't have a lot to say because they follow a formula that's very... Not repetitive, but they have, especially Matt Skiba has its own formula, and then he sort of writes songs on that. Um, and it's a good formula, it works. Like, it, this record feels a bit long, but I don't think it's the fault of this song or anything. I think it's, uh, they just could have cut maybe a couple of songs. If this maybe was 30 minutes, it would have been a lot tighter. But again, this is a good song. I just don't have lot to say about. I think 35 minutes would have been the upper cap on this. Just cut a little bit out of some of the longer tracks and you're good. Like that outro on, uh, that outro on 100 stories, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that is also fair. Yeah. I'm just saying that unimpeachably, the short stuff on this album, pretty good. They know when to get in and out on a couple of tracks. Any any thoughts on Donner Party, Adam? Are you a fan of cannibalism? Um, no, but I have friends who are. It's an okay song. Make sure to send to your cannibal friends. (laughs) It is so weird that one of the biggest things this whole incident was famous for was the cannibalism, but there's no mention of it in here. This is the Disney Plus version of the Donner Party. (laughs) That's just about dying in the snow. Like in that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Titanic. Yeah! He did technically do that. (laughs) Hey, remember when he was in the Pussy Posse? Into what? Oh, were you not aware of the young upstarts of Hollywood going around together and creating something that they called the Pussy Posse to get laid? I don't, but good for them, I guess? It resulted in a truly terrible movie where they all tried to make an independent film that was called Don's Plum. It's uniquely bad. (laughs) Uniquely bad, oh my. We will delve into that in its own special episode. No, I don't think either of you would enjoy watching Don's Plum. I don't think I would, and I would like to opt out immediately. Do you think that I enjoy anything at all in my life, Sybil? Not enjoying a thing is not a bar for me. I haven't enjoyed a thing since 1995. And I think that was just my first time eating chocolate. (laughs) And you never enjoyed chocolate again? No. (laughs) Don's Plum is a 2001 black-and-white independent drama starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, and Kevin Connolly. The film takes place over the course of one night where a group of young adults discuss life while eating at a diner. Rilo Kiley's Blake Senate provided the soundtrack, Jenny Lewis has a role as Sarah, and the entire thing comes down to all of them just improvising for an hour and a half occasionally getting into fights or sexually harassing other people in the diner or the waitstaff. That just sounds like uh, any Richard Linklater film ever, but okay. Now imagine if it was without any of the caring touch of Linklater. So if we never go inside Don's Plum, we can move on to track 11 if we never go inside. (laughs) 
Inside where? Uh, the car. Which which car? The train car. That's what this song is about. Which train car? Ellie. <laughs> what? You sandbagging us this hard, Ellie. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I, I'm doing improv. I'm not. I'm not shutting any of this down. I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. I'm asking the trans question. Um, I, I'm a trans, therefore if I ask a question, it's the trans question. Go on, sorry. I totally lost the plot on this song because of the piss tube incident, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you wonder if we want to have this on this episode. Nope, I'm just saying. You told me about the piss tube episode. I did tell you I about I don't want to, I, I'm not sure I want it on this episode. Then all you need to do is bleep out the words piss tube episodes and we just leave that alone. I mean, I can leave piss tube episode and we can just never explain it. Yeah, sure. Just cut there. <laughs> I don't know this one because of the piss tube. What's the next? What's the final song? Adam, you got anything that's not about a piss tube? Um, I liked the song. <laughs> um, I didn't didn't really look at the lyrics too close. Yeah, talk to us about three minutes for three minutes about this song, and then we can move to the next one. Oh God! Also, it does have a coffin. Starting uh now. I like the way it sounds. Uh, the guitar is nice. Um, it's not bad, and it's not too long, which I appreciate. Okay, you have two minutes left. <laughs> Ellie, I will reach through the computer and smack you. Two minutes twenty. <laughs> is there a coffin count in this one? Yeah, he's being lowered into a hole that is just for him at the end. Oh. And they're talking about going through the graveyard. See, I like I knew the graveyard stuff, but I didn't see the specific coffin mentioned. But I guess that's an implied coffin. <laughs> Were you planning on staying forever? You don't fit in this hole, don't you remember? Hold your breath and walk, don't run, through the graveyard. Yeah. So this hole is not made for me? The hole is not made for them. You have one minute forty. <laughs> Jesus, Ellie. What do you want from me? <laughs> you need to fill uh, one minute thirty of air still. Why? Why did you decide this? Because I said so. Because I am the host. And I'm here to create chaos. <laughs> I will go on strike. <laughs> you want chaos? I've got chaos. So why don't we tell you about the piss tube incident? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get an act song. <laughs> and that's on to the last song. Blue in the face. about time that I came clean with you no longer fine I'm no longer running smooth I thought that I 
This is an acoustic ballad, it's fine, it closes the record fine, I don't... I'm not, again, I'm not a, a big fan of this kind of songs, like, this is not particularly remarkable, but it's a good closer for the record, and it works with the flow of the record, so I won't pan it. Okay. It's okay, it works. You're not saying it's a folk rock closer. Yeah. It's an acoustic ballad, yes. Willie Nelson-ass Alkaline Trio song, ending with the words, Your Coffin or Mine. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's fine. It's a good closer. Come on. Yeah, I kind of fell asleep during this one. It's an okay closer. I don't know that I would give this good quality. That's it. I'm a fussy bitch, so that's where I leave it. When the union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no power greater neath the stars or with the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. Is there aught we hold in common with the greedy parasite who would lash us into serfdom and would crush us with his might? Is there anything left to us but to all You, you, you are, you are, you, are, you all of you like this record less than I do. I really like this record. I think it's a 3.5 out of 5. I think it's good. No, I think 3 to 3.5 is a very good range for this. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Ellie, how long have you known me? I can critique something and love it. I know, but I need to be annoying for the for the sake of the the show. Speaking of annoying, the by the way, have y'all have y'all seen uh, they the the Mountain Goose YouTube posted a live version of Solidarity Forever by them? Yes, like a couple of days ago. Which is pretty cool. Go go listen to the Mountain Goose version of Solidarity Forever. Go unions. Go listen to the Rie Tanaka version of Anarchy in the UK. It's five minutes long. I don't think that's a genuine suggestion. It is. Okay. Hey, if you ever want to hear a seven-minute cover of a Nirvana song, we're going to have to listen to that next week, too. No. 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 <laughs> no. I mean, we're not doing this next week. We're maybe doing it at some point. I would say this goes on the queue for special when we need a special episode together with the Nerdcore episode. I don't know why special episodes are, have now become Sybil subjects us to uh, unspeakable horrors, but I guess this is where we are. Because I have the money to buy unspeakable horrors and you don't have to do any research? Uh, yeah, that's fair. At some point it'll <laughs> be fair. my turn to subject y'all to some unspeakable horrors. I don't believe you're a, you're able to provide unspeakable horrors, Adam. You're too pure. I mean, maybe not on the same level as Sybil, but I can come up with my own flavor of unspeakable horror. Okay, okay, I'm curious to see it. I feel like Adam is owed one special episode whenever he wants it. Yes. <laughs> I'll think on it. Uh, I I will be really curious to see the flavor of uh, unspeakable horror that Adam can provide. <laughs> Adam's going to pull out one of the Glee cast recording albums. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which one would be oh. the worst? One of the worst things that for my mental sanity was that someone posted like a I think it was like a collection of Glee, of clips from Glee and it was like, oh, this is incredible, cr- incredibly cringe. You cannot watch it through it all. And I, I, I didn't, it didn't hit me much. And I think I'm, I'm not human anymore. I'm slowly thinking that I've been completely poisoned by the internet and now I'm just numb to everything. Because logically, I, I, I've seen that collection of clips and logically I should have found all of those clips immensely cringe. But I didn't really that much. And I feel like... Now you're invincible. Yeah, I... I guess I feel like I've lost just a slice of my humanity at some point. I mean, but it makes you invincible. All supervillains go through this and realize that it's great until the hero comes along <laughs> and kills them. You'll be fine, though. I stayed up all night finishing a JRPG. That is what happened until my party murdered Jorg Weissman. <laughs> Your party murdered who? Jorg Weissman, the professor, the villain of Trails in the Sky, second chapter. Ooh, nice. I'm done. I'm free. I don't have to play that game anymore. Yeah, I mean... It took over a hundred hours. Good lord. You know you can just stop playing games? No, you can't. Well, no, that was was assigned to me as podcast homework. Okay, final thoughts on the album? (laughs) I had fun with this. Yeah, it's not bad. I think my first note on this was, oh, this is the best Green Day record. <laughs> the Damn! I wrote down here. <laughs> oh, it's not even a little bit Green Day-ish, though, is the thing. Ah, some songs are sort of Green Day. My first note is, instantly I'm thinking of Big Black. So, you know, that's kind of a good thing, but kind of a rough way for me to compare the album to anything. I really enjoyed it. Again, for me, it's a 3.5. Really solid. Um, it's, um, none of the, as I mentioned, none of the song is as good as Private Eye, which was like a straight up banger in the last record. But it's a lot more consistent than Infirmary. I think there's no bad song on here. Uh, I, I don't know why you have Danny Duriano sing anything, because Matt Skiba is just a better vocalist. Uh, but I don't know. Both of them are really skilled songwriter, especially in terms of, you know, punk melodies. And they do a great job. And I really like the tone and the production is fantastic on this. This is a really solid record. If you're a listener who wasn't who never listened to this record before, go give it give it a listen. This is one of the ones that is like, yeah, this is worth it. Go back. Go back and listen to it. Oh, I already said that it was an okay record, I thought, but maybe I just thought it it's okay. Like, I probably won't ever listen to it again, but it's fine. Hey. Hey, you know what? If we cover a Glee one, we definitely have to do Glee Volume 6, Glee Presents the Warblers. Glee Presents the what? The Warblers. I don't, I don't know, know what, what that, that is, is, and I'm scared. <laughs> That's a variety of a fake band that they set up called Chris and the Warblers, and this was for gay rights, and it contains covers of The Beatles, Wings, Maroon 5, Pink, Barbara Streisand, Train, 
Destiny's Child, and Rod Stewart. That's the least gay lineup of bands I've ever know- heard. Oh, oh, here's one you haven't thought of in years. Keen. Remember Keen? Oh, I do remember Keen. Well, someone covers Somewhere Only We Know. So yeah, if we're going to do any of these, we should do Chris and the Warblers. Well, we shouldn't. We should do good things. <laughs> we could... Uh, we the, could do the the, 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 the new the single is very good. We could do Glee the music the, the graduation album. Do you want to cover Fun Period? The new Hey I L Y record is really fun and has a really good couple of electronic tracks on it. Hey, do you want to hear teens singing the new Radicals, Ellie? The, there's a new Mountain Goats record coming out. Could do that one instead. What about Queen? Let's send this. What is what is next week? Glee so. sings the Beatles. <laughs> no! What is next on the spreadsheet? Oh my god, this is 18 tracks long. Oh if my we god. Need to, if we want to do a Beatles thing, let's do rock band Beatles. At least I get to buy a rock band guitar. <laughs> Which I don't have anymore because I left the one I had in the UK. Oh, I wonder if, the, if my friend still has it. If he can send it to me when I get back to the UK. I'm sorry, what? Glee the Quarterback is an EP by the cast of the show Glee, released three days before the episode that killed off Cory Monteith's character. <laughs> how huh. many Glee EPs are there? A how lot. many? How much Glee content okay. exists? There are 16 soundtrack albums, 6 compilation albums, and 11 EPs, with 754 different performances. Do we need to start a Glee podcast? I will quit. Without watching the show, just the record. I will still quit. <laughs> there are four different Christmas albums from Glee. There is an entire album that is just them covering songs from Greece. <laughs> there is a Glee album called Britney 2.0. I... no, 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 no. Oh, you know what I forgot happened? Both the Madonna episode and the Rocky Horror Glee show. <sighs> what, is, what, what, what is on the spreadsheet next week, Sybil? Let's please end this. I don't have it open because I need to get... Why don't you have it open? It's your job. I don't have it open <laughs> because this is the first time we've recorded since I'm on a new PC. Here, one second. Oh, it's always about political correctness with you. Wow. What? <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> uh, hey, guess what? Guess what? You know what mistake you made? Next week, we're covering Less Than Jake's Anthem. Oh, well, maybe we won't. Uh, <laughs> if we skip that, we're covering Lilix's Falling Uphill. Oh, that sounds fun. I don't know what the fuck that is. That sounds a lot more fun. Let's do that. Same song, different chorus. This was an episode. Um, I don't know how to do this. Like, let us, like, send us a mail. We, we have mail. You can... Send us mail some way. Uh, get out of this town podcast at gmail.com, I believe is our mail. 
Sounds right. Uh, what, what is it? Where's our website? Uh, getoutofthistown.com is our website. You, you can go there and there's a contact form and that's probably more accurate than the mail that I just said to you. Uh, we have the spreadsheet there, we have the about there, we have all of the links. If you're on Apple Podcast, leave us a fucking review. Sable will suck your dick if you leave us a review. No, I'm joking. Um, I mean, I'll go down on you, dick or not. Okay. See what is into it. Um, <laughs> just leave us a review. It's not hard. Just install fucking Apple Podcast or iTunes or whatever it's called. Leave us a review and then you can uninstall it. And we're all happier for it. We're all living a happier life where we're all more fulfilled in our basic needs. Um... Uh, that, that's it. Next week is gonna be fun. Have a good day, everyone, on this... Bleh. Goodbye! Uh, we do not... Oh, uh, you can... <laughs> we forgot our joke. Sybil, do, <laughs> do you have anything to flag? Yeah, you can find me and all my works on and off of this project at hellscaper.com. Adam, do you have anything to flag? Nope. And you can find me, as always, at ACC the Moon on Twitter. And we do not have a Patreon. But if you want to support us, leave us a fucking Apple podcast review. Jeez, Ellie. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. Bye. I've got the time to stick around I'll catch my flight like a pop pumpkin Get out of this town What's on your mind? There's no point left to keep your image down Let's terrify